and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, it was opening night. Yeah, I, I feel like I've said this for the past like four or five episodes, but I just can't believe it's we're already doing, here. Yeah, yeah, we're talking basketball again. Like this is a post game pod. Like this is I know this is surreal. It feels like we were just doing this in the playoffs. I know it was kind of weird, like covering because I I didn't cover either. I I wasn't technically covering the game tonight, but you know I was paying attention. I went on the post game zoom so I could like kind of be looped in about you know when we did this podcast tonight. It was weird covering a game, sort of. And have it not be the finals. Because we've just gotten into this routine of these, these like, covering games from our couch, talking on Zooms. And it was always, like, a really important game. Like, we were getting these guys, and they were talking, you know, every game was do or die throughout the whole playoffs, obviously. And then tonight it was like, you know, they lost the Magic in the regular season. Like, the Heat do that every year. Yeah, it's funny you say that, because I was... I was just thinking about my story for tomorrow and not to give it away, but I was like, my lead probably is going to be like for the past, you know, for three months straight that every game basically dissected by like every outlet in the country. Yeah. And, you know, here we go and we're all like trying to dissect this one game and it's like, it's against the magic. It's the season. It wasn't on national TV. I mean, Stephen A is probably not going to talk about it tomorrow. Like, <laughs> Yeah. We have to remember, keep that all kind of, in perspective, but it's it's easy to go back to what we were doing a few just a few months ago. Right. Where we were just breaking down every play, every turnover. Uh, it's you know we're back to normal regular season games. So yeah. One of seventy two. You covered the regular season bubble games remotely. I, I didn't cover any of those games. Um, but yeah. like it's you know, we've gotten it. But I'm saying we've gotten in this rhythm of like you know the last time we covered like a totally meaningless game like we've never we've never done this for a not meaningless but we've never done this for like a non-playoff game basically yeah even like the seeding games they had meaning because there were eight games the heat were basically fighting for one of those four or five you know top five seeds right um like there was something on the line you know the playoffs were in sight they needed to get back in, in rhythm here it's the first game against the magic you know I mean, we all know that Miami's a better team than Orlando. I don't think anybody would argue against that, even though the Heat lost tonight and played bad. I, I think we all believe that the Heat are clearly a better team. So, again, it's the regular season. Like, stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tonight, I guess the story was all about the turnovers. Uh, we're, we're, we didn't do an NBA uh, season preview pod. Uh, you, you and Tim, uh, who Tim filled in admirably last week, uh, did not – do predictions or anything like that, I think you guys decide you want to wait for me. So uh, we'll do that in the second half of the episode. Obviously, we've you know gotten a look at a couple teams, so maybe influencing us a little bit. But um, we'll start with tonight. Um, we we're recording this, like we said, pretty soon after opening night uh, when it was a pretty ugly heat game and you know obviously the ugliest game they've played in quite a while I guess some of those finals games ultimately were pretty ugly but you know that was against the Lakers in the finals and injuries and all that but um yeah I mean it felt like a classic ugly regular season game where you just like aren't up for it or whatever um that we actually kind (laughs) of saw a lot before the shutdown from the heat um I don't think either of us want to overreact, but it was pretty ugly. Yeah, I think this team is not making the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. 
Um, no, it was an ugly game. Um, 22 turnovers. The Magic scored 24 points off those turnovers. Yeah. Like, that's the game right there. Yep. Another surprising thing, the Heat shoot 7 of 20 on threes. I don't remember the last time the Heat shot. I'd probably look it up, but I don't remember the last time the Heat shot 23s in a game. Like, that's that's like what they shoot in a half when they're right. playing well. Well, yeah, at one um, point, was it you who tweeted that, like, they were on pace for, like, their fewest yeah. since opening day last year wasn't like 18 they had an opening day and that was their fewest of last season yeah i think 18 was their fewest of last season so they did shoot fewer than 20 at some point last year but it was yeah it was in the opener too which is yeah. strange it was the it was the game that justice winslow had like the best game of his career yeah he put up the lebron <laughs> the 27 7 and 7 he was like 10 years ago but yeah like, <laughs> it just wasn't it wasn't the heat we saw especially offensively like it just you know what, my one takeaway from the postgame was so much with this team, when you talk to them, they always point to the defense. Defense, defense, mm-hmm. defense. That's the Heat's reputation. That's what Spo always leans on. Today, he actually said, like, that wasn't wasn't winning offensive basketball, which he's you know, saying the obvious thing, but I've never really heard him, or not at least not many times, pin a loss on the offense. And that's what he did tonight. Like, this is, this is supposed to be a top... 10 offensive team and yeah. tonight they played bad offensive i mean they shot 50 percent, but only seven of 20 on threes 22 turnovers um that just was not that's not the heat offense we saw um in the bubble or even even before the bubble so you know there were defensive issues but i think offensively is really the the center of you know was the center of their problem tonight because you know when you commit 22 turnovers that's going to impact your defense. So I think offense was a big reason uh, for the loss. Yeah, I mean, they didn't, like you said, they didn't really look like themselves, right? Like Tyler Hero, one of five from three. Duncan, I would say, was kind of the the one guy who sort of, you know, was doing that three-point thing, but he only took eight shots, which obviously, like, he had started taking a lot more than that in the postseason. Um, In in a lot of ways, it almost kind of, it stretches, felt like one of those finals games where, the best offense they were getting a lot of times was Jimmy in isolation. You know, he, he had a lot of tough mid-range shots tonight. Um, but, yeah, that is not what made the Heat good in the regular season and really, and not, not what made them good throughout most of the playoffs either. Um, and they just weren't getting to that. Like you said, only, I mean, 23-pointers is, is not what they do. Um, you know, Kel, Kelly won for three. Like I said, Tyler one for five, Goron one for four. You know, Jimmy had gotten into like kind of taking two a game as his kind of rhythm. Um, Kendrick Nunn didn't attempt a three; only played eight minutes. Um, you know, it just didn't look like what we had kind of gotten used to seeing as the Heat at their best. And I think they kind of—I mean, like you said—they knew that. Um, so yeah. it's not like this is some new identity they're testing out. That you know, <laughs> some, something went wrong tonight, and they're—they're uh, they're yeah. hoping they're going to take. 35 threes on uh, Friday, I'm sure. Yeah, if they average 23s a game this season, they're in big trouble. Yeah. Um, um, uh, two, I mean, Bam looked good. My, he had seven turnovers, which yeah. was not good. But just in general, like his offensive game, I think he's going to average 20 points. Yeah, he, that mid-range point. jumper looks good. Yeah, 25 <laughs> points on 11 of 16 shooting. He didn't even get to the line too many times, four times. He's going to get to the line more than that most nights. Um He's, I think, I really think he's going to average 20-plus points a game this season, which is, um, that's a big jump when you consider he averaged 15 or 16 last season. Yeah. Um, and then also Goron looked good. Um, yeah. You know, there was a question about his foot, would he even be available to start the season? 
but 20 points and 8 of 13 shooting, like, it was like a continuation yeah. of, of bubble Goron. Like, he looked really, really good coming off the bench. Yeah. Seven assists, too. Uh, another notable number, I'm, I'm looking at the box score right now, um, Magic attempted 11 more free throws, which obviously that's another thing that he, yeah. you know, the, their whole success last year was mostly threes and free throws, um, and they lost in both of those categories, at least in, in the attempts uh, department, which, um, yeah, that, that just has to change, and I'm sure it will change. Yeah. What, what do you think about Mo Harkless? I, I, Tyler Hero, I, th- I feel like probably we both expected him to start, right? I mean, that's not yeah. a huge surprise. But what do you think about Mo Harkless starting at the four? I was kind of – at first I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I looked, and you know, they don't really have a point guard in this lineup. Um, you know, Bam, Jimmy, Harkless in your front court. Duncan, obviously, I guess, is your two. And Tyler is, like, theoretically your point guard. Um, and I think, you know, his ceiling, you know, the, the Devin Booker comparison gets thrown around a lot for him. And Devin Booker kind of became a point guard last year. Obviously, kind of shifted more off the ball this year. But, but Tyler's ceiling is if he can be your primary ball handler. Uh, so I was a little surprised. Um, you know, I, I guess the thing is, if, if you're trying to manage Goran's minutes, you're going to have him come off the bench. Your best lineups. As we saw late in the game, he's going to be on the court to be that, that point guard. But, um, I mean, Harkless, like I said, initially I was surprised and I thought about it a little bit more. And, I mean, he is... The Heat would like him to be the Jay Crowder replacement, yeah. right? Like, that is... They, they're the same position basically you know Harkless is a little bit uh, I think a little bit taller and, and thinner obviously than, than Crowder who's like a little bowling ball but um you know they are a three slash four who theoretically can guard you know four different positions hit an open jumper um yeah I think Crowder's just better than him so, based yeah. on what I saw tonight and what you know I know Crowder's historically been a very streaky player but Crowder of last year, and specifically playoff Crowder, is better than this Mo Harkless that we are seeing right now. Um, but I, I get what they're trying to do there, just kind of emulating um, what worked for them ultimately in the postseason. Yeah, like, it's not going to be there. You know, he wasn't on the court at the end of the game. Like, right. Yeah, he played twenty three minutes. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you know they're trying to kind of create that magic again that they had with that lineup with Crowder and you know he's probably the closest thing to Crowder I guess other than Andre but Andre's not going to start um, right you know Mo's the closest thing to Jay where you know he can guard up I guess if you need him to and you want him to be a 3 and D guy but mm-hmm. he, to me I'm not surprised by it because it just seems like yeah again like I kind of thought that maybe they would try to go that route again and see if it worked with Mo in there but he needs to take more than two threes if he's in yes. that role. Like yeah, I mean, if you look at 23 minutes, he only took four shots, he had yeah. two rebounds, he had one assist, and that's it. Like, yeah. you, that's if you're a guy like Mo Harkless, like who you know, maybe there's there's gonna be a lot of nights where you probably only take four or five shots. You gotta get some rebounds. You gotta get some st- like that's what made Jay great, right? Like, yeah. or what made him great great was the the shooting, like shooting yeah. out of this world. But, like, what made him a guy that the Heat were giving the opportunities where he then had the chance to, to shoot that really high volume is that you could trust him on any night to get seven rebounds and get a couple assists 
and probably get a steal or two. And that that's what they need Mo to do. And, you know, that is, I think when he has been at his best, he's been kind of that, that true three and D type of guy. Um, he's got to be that kind of like junkyard dog, I think, to, uh, to fill what, what the Heat need with him. Yeah, he needs to stretch the floor. Like, basically every guy that's on the floor with Bam and Jimmy, like, their job is just is yeah. to create speeds for them. And if Moe's going to take two threes a game, that, that, that can't happen, you know. So I, I think, you know, obviously it's one game. I'm sure I'm sure they'll get on to take more. Um, but I was, you know, part of me was wondering if they would go back to the Myers-Bam combination. Myers didn't even play tonight. Like, Avery yeah, Bradley didn't I was a little surprised, tonight. yeah. KZ, KZ. I, 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 I'm more, I'm really surprised with KZ. I really thought that he was at least. I kind of, I was, I was thinking that he might start, and that might be like one of the surprises tonight. And he didn't even play, which that yeah. surprised me. Um, if you told me they were going to go ten deep, though, this was my guess of who the ten would have been. I think I, I would have picked. I think I would have thought maybe Bradley, Avery in there also. Yeah, Bradley above, Bradley above none. Just because of the defense he provides, yeah. but I don't know if they think they don't think you know they don't think Avery's ready yet because he really, he hasn't played since March. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of surprised Avery didn't play. Like yeah. you know he's he, he was a starter for the Lakers last year before he opted yeah. out of the bubble. Um, I would have to think at some point he's going to be part of the rotation. Yeah, I mean, and I think him and him and none could be a little bit of like, uh, do you need offense or do you need defense tonight? Right. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, and, and I mean, Avery's not an offensive liability. Like, no, he's not. He's not. But out there, he could play a point. He could play as a point guard. You know, it's not his natural position, but he can play with the ball in his hands. He could shoot. You know, he's a respectable three point shooter. So, I don't. know, I just thought that, especially because of the defensive struggles they had in the perimeter last season. Um, and again, it's one game. So, for all we know, Avery can play the next seventy one yeah. games. But I, I just thought it made sense for him to be part of this. You know, part of the rotation. Yeah. Um, because of what he provides on both ends. And he doesn't need the ball in his hands to, to be effective on offense, which you need like guys like that when you have you know Bam, who, can, who plays the ball in his hands a lot, Jimmy, Tyler, Goron. Um, you know, a lot of guys who, who play with the ball, like Avery seems to fit well with all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're obviously talking a lot about rotations because we're in game one and they're going to yeah. be doing this stuff for a while. But um, I think... We've obviously learned that like they're gonna you they're gonna look very different come playoff time in all likelihood, right? Like, um, they might look very different Friday for all. Right, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm um, pulling up the lineup data right now, and like the the best five this team has, just regardless of position, right, is probably Goron, Hero, Duncan, um, Jimmy, Bam, right? Yeah, I think that's right. And I, I don't think that lineup played tonight uh unless i'm missing i'm scrolling through it really quickly now um but but yeah i mean like or they maybe played a minute it looks like yeah they played one minute together like you know they're they're gonna tinker with this all year especially as you know if they're trying to work mo harkless into the starting lineup and that's gonna be something they roll with like that's they're gonna you know that's a change he's not the same i know they're it seems like they're trying to make him jay crowder but he's not jay crowder like the rotations are going to look different. Most of the core is intact, but like so much of what made the Heat great last year in the playoffs was that they had so many different combinations that they could throw out. You know, like you think of the Derek Jones like coming in for 
for the Bucks series and, and giving them good minutes. Like that's the alchemy that that made last year's team great and, and typically makes Eric Spolster a great coach that, that takes some time to figure out. Um, and so to me, it's like that, that's kind of what I'm interested in watching for these next, you know, the first two, three, four weeks of the season, more, more so than the actual results on the court. Like obviously you got to win games. Uh, they're zero and one right now. They would not be in the playoffs if the season ended today. Um, but like, uh, I'm just more interested in like seeing how some of these new pieces fit um, around what, like what I said, I think that t- that five I mentioned is, that's your bread and butter. Uh, obviously, Iguodala, they like him as a closing guy a lot too um, because, you know, when you got those three guards that I mentioned, you got some defensive issues. But, you know, the, that, that six, I guess then, I'll, I'll count Iguodala, like that's still your bread and butter. It's, it's about finding what gets you, what bridges you to those last five minutes when you're in that lineup. Yeah, and, and it, it's hard to recreate last season when, you know, Jay was playing. Yeah, Jay was huge. Yeah, he was playing in the first four quarters. Like yeah, Mo, that's true. Like that's said, a good point. Not going to play at least tonight. I don't think he played many fourth quarter minutes. It might be wrong, but um, I don't know if he was on the court much. Who was that? Stretch, so, right. I mean, let me see the box score here. Uh, he played. Yeah, he did not play in the fourth quarter. Yeah, at all yeah, no, he didn't. Yep. So yeah, I mean, not to, not to, again, not to harp too much on it, but but we should probably already have, but. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see. I think that four spot is still up for grabs. Like, maybe KZ takes hold of it at some point in the season, or maybe Myers steps in there and, you know, they recreate their magic. You know, him and Bam recreate their magic mm-hmm. together. Um, so I, I think there are options there. And yeah. I think Olenek, you know, we didn't mention him. I mean, he was good in the bubble. Yeah. Obviously, he didn't do a ton tonight, but he, he played. Yeah, yeah. He, he got not over Myers, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, there's a lot of guys in this team. There's really 13 rotation players, you know, not mm-hmm. counting, not counting Udonis and Chris Silva, and exposing to use 10 guys. Like, there's going to be three quality players not getting minutes. And tonight, yeah. it was Avery, Myers, and KZ, and it might be some. It might be three different guys on Friday. So, yeah. um, Eric Spoelstra loves to change his rotation. We all know that. So mm-hmm. it'll look different probably uh, many times this season. So we've gotten 18 and a half minutes into this episode, and the one player we haven't talked about, I think, that played tonight is Precious. And in a lot of ways, he was kind of the positive story of the night. He looked really, especially in that first half run, I guess it was in the second quarter, early in the second quarter, maybe late in the first. He looked really good. Yeah, I don't want to keep making the comparison to Bam, but every time I see him play, especially right now in his role as a rookie, he looks like rookie Bam, like just yeah. energetic. His athleticism just like jumps off the screen. Um, very versatile player who could guard multiple guys. Like he's in that Bam rookie role, just giving energy. He doesn't need the he doesn't need plays called for him. He gets offensive rebounds, lobs off pick and rolls. Um, he, he's playing that role and he, he seems to be playing it well. So. Um, I mean, he was in there in the fourth. I think he played some fourth quarter minutes. I think so. so. The yeah. Co- the coaching staff obviously trusts him, so that's all a good sign. That means that they've seen good things from him in practice. Um, the fact that he played, you know, fourteen minutes and and a few fourth quarter minutes. Yeah, he had the second highest plus minus on the team tonight. Yeah, behind plus Goran. Six, right? Behind Goran, yeah. I mean, it was almost like I was wondering when he was going to get back in in the second half because I don't think he got in until the very end of the third quarter. Which obviously is like where he is in the rotation, but um, he was that good in the first half. Where I was when when things were kind of getting ugly, I was like, just get this guy in. He's 
make, makes things happen. And that's, I mean, it's ultimately like what you look for. If you're a team like the Heat, where you have like real aspirations, obviously, and you're playing a rookie, you know, there, there's kind of two ways guys who, who kind of become like rookie of the year contenders can go. One is like the guy who plays for a bad team and, or, or maybe makes the team good, like, you know, the guy who's the ball handler, the creator. That would, that would be like if Anthony Edwards wins rookie of the year, that's probably how that's going to happen. And then the other guy you look for is just the guy who's, who's in there and plays hard and knows his role. You know, I'm on, I've got the Suns game on in the background, and, and a guy both of us really like going into the draft is Jalen Smith, and he's kind of doing the same things as Precious. And like that's why these were kind of two guys that, that made a lot of sense for the Heat for what they needed because – it's that, you know, the, the cliche heat culture stuff obviously fills that positional need. And just like a guy who's kind of going to know his role and, and is going to play really hard. And, you know, that's if you're in a good system, if you got good players around you and you play hard um, and like kind of know where to be, good things are going to happen when you're a guy like him. And yeah. he's he's going to just thrive, I think, in this role. Yeah, he. The Heat didn't have a guy like that last season. They, no. they didn't have another big behind Bam yeah. where Bam, can go, Bam goes to the bench and they have somebody else who can impact the game with athleticism and around the basket and just putting pressure out there on, on the rim. And defensively, I mean, he can block shots. Yeah. So. He's not going to be – he's a guy who's not going to like – I don't think you're going to have a lot of nights out there where he is like bad, right? Yeah. I mean, like he's, he's just not going to shoot enough to like go – two for 11 or whatever, or like turn the ball over a lot. Cause he's not going to dribble. Like he's just going to fill his role and do yeah. it well. That's all. Yeah. I think he knows his role. Like you could just see, like he, he knows his role and he's playing it really well, which is interesting because I think one of the biggest knocks about him coming out of Memphis was like terrible shot selection. He wants yeah. to be a wing, even though he's, he's projects as a big in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like he, he thinks he's a wing. Um, but Everything I've seen so far and everything he's shown in the preseason, while it's a limited sample size, it seems like he knows his role yeah. well and yeah. he's playing well. So, you know, that's a good sign. That Memphis situation was obviously weird with, with the James Wiseman thing. and But he was still, I mean, he was the conference player of the year. So, like, I know his shot selection might not have been great, but, like, the talent was there, obviously. So, um, I, I was pretty pretty excited by what I saw from him. And, and you can already tell he's, like, a... Heat Twitter fan favorite. The name helps a lot. I loved your tweet today, by the way. Was that no. you? You photoshopped that? Or you got yeah, I, I did a really bad photoshop. I tried to make a gif, you know, of him looking at the ring and it pans out, but I, I couldn't. I'm not that good. I'll work on it over uh, when I'm on vacation next week. Yeah, please spend your next week on, on vacation working on that. To Fresh, it. Precious memes. memes. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's so many ways you can go with that. Yeah. So. Um, any, any final thoughts on tonight or, or looking ahead to Christmas? I mean, no, I think we covered most of it. I mean, I, I, you know, I think to go back to my original point of it's so easy to overreact because we're so used to dissecting every game I know. and <laughs> potting on every single game that he's <laughs> playing. And uh, it's one game. Yeah. You know, this team, I feel like, loses to Orlando once or twice every season. Yeah. They got one out of the way. You know, yes, it was not a good start. You know, it's not the way they wanted to start the season. But um, this team is going to end up somewhere in the top five in the East, one way or another. So uh, it's just about how they get there. So uh, it's just one game, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure Friday we'll see a, a much better performance. All right, uh, let's take a quick break then, and we'll be back uh, to make some uh, sort of preseason predictions. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, uh, we are back. Uh, It is our NBA season preview episode after 15 games are in the book, something like that. Um, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So... um, we figured we did this last year. We do some award predictions. I think we both picked the Lakers to win the title in our preseason episode last year. Um, yeah, so we gotta, we gotta keep the streak going. That was a pretty good job by us. Um, yeah. Should we start? Do you want to start Heat specific, like where we kind of think they're gonna finish, or or do you want to just start with the league and we'll work the Heat in? I think we start with the league and work. The, okay. Work the Heat in. All right. Do you want to do? You want to do uh, let's start with like award picks. Um, okay. Well, we'll do MVP, Rookie of the Year. I think you said you want to do Defensive Player of the Year. Um, let, let's start with MVP. Give me, give me your pick, and maybe a couple like other guys that just like dark horse kind of off the wall picks. James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if he goes to the Nets, if the Nets, if he's on the Nets by Monday, then maybe. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. But yeah, I mean, he's 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 obviously going to get some votes. He's a very good player. He's always <laughs> he might fun. not at this point, honestly. Yeah, if you watch this rate, <laughs> if he stays in Houston for much longer, he's not. But it depends on what uh-huh. happens with him. But anyway, I was kidding with that. Um, I it's hard not to go with Giannis again. Like, you really think like they would give it to him three years in a row? No, that's the only thing. But yeah. I I don't I, I I'm going to go with Giannis just because I think they're going to finish atop the East. He's the best player on the team. They're probably going to finish with the best record in the league. So I'll say Giannis, even though I agree with you, they might not want to give it to him three straight years. Yeah, especially with the playoff flameouts. Uh, I'm going to say Damian Lillard. It feels mm-hmm. like there's like, you know, it's Damian Lillard season. After the bubble, like he's got all this goodwill. Um, they're a team that probably is going to go from, I guess they technically finished ninth in the West last year to – you know, they look like a potential top four, top five team. They're going to take a leap. Um, it's going to be a year where, like, I think a lot of the, like, obviously, like, Harden is basically eliminated already, right? And, like, LeBron just, frankly, is probably not going to play enough, if I had to guess. I think Luka is, like, the the odds-on favorite. Um, yeah, Luka is a good one. With, like, AD. I think AD yeah, is AD is another one. Um, you know, the Warriors looked terrible last night, but, but Steph was getting quite a bit of uh, preseason attention. And, and Durant is probably like the lock of all time to be comeback player. I guess there is no comeback player here in the NBA, but like if there was like, he's the lock of all time for that. Cause he looks still like Kevin Durant. Um, but I think Lillard is like, I just feel like he's going to play 70 games and he, uh, by the end of the regular season last year, the bubble games, like, I think he looked like a top five player in the league and, you know, he's should build on that. Like I said, with a team that now they got Nurkic for the full season. They're just, they're just healthy. They obviously like figured things out in the bubble last year. Um, I think they're gonna be good. I also like Zion's not going to win, but like, I feel like we're not talking enough about how 
good he has a chance to be because he was terrible in the bubble. But, like, he was absurd at the end of the regular season before we got to the bubble. He's actually going to play extended minutes this season, which right. should help him, his chances. Yeah. Another guy, one dark horse for me, even though he probably shouldn't be a dark horse because he's so good, <laughs> is Jason Tatum. Um, well, he just, just, hit a, he just hit a game winner uh, a couple yeah, hours I mean, ago. Just at I haven't even score. seen it, but yeah, I, I knew it happened. Um, yeah. He's just so good, especially offensively, and what he could do, even defensively, with with his versatility, and um, he's improving that. And like, and Boston's gonna be good. So I, I think Tatum will get some votes, and then obviously we can't forget about Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi. Yeah. The Clippers have a bounce back season, and Kawhi's Kawhi, and he plays enough games, like he'll be up yeah, there. Yeah, that's well. that's kind of he's in the kind of LeBron category with me. Right? I just don't trust him to play more than like. 60 games, basically, in this season. Oh, Russell Westbrook. By him. Hey! The Wizards <laughs> lost tonight, but he had a triple-double. He did. He played well. He played well. Yeah. That's just, that's me, you know, kind of nudging in, uh, David, the Wizards fan here. So, kind of <laughs> Hey, gotta, they're, gotta, they're a playoff team, I think. We're not going to do specific... Yeah. We're not, we're not going to pick the whole eight in each conference, but... It's questionable. They're a fringe playoff team. We'll you, see. You got two two All-Stars. When's a lot, you know, if you got two All Stars in the East, you usually feel pretty good about your uh, playoff odds. Yeah, Orlando looked pretty good. Orlando did look pretty good, actually. Vooch, <laughs> other than the free throws, Vooch looked good. Hit those yeah, threes. Aaron Gordon looked good. They didn't even have. Oh, Jonathan Isaac's out for the year. Is he out for the full season? Yeah. I think he's out for the full season. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Washington could be up there. Yeah. Um, rookie of the year. This it feels like there's like 15 candidates. I don't even know. I mean, I guess James Wiseman. He's probably like the safest bet, right? Just because, like, yeah, the role he's going to play there. Yeah, and like he plays with Steph, that helps. You're going to get yeah. like open dunks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I yeah. think Wiseman's probably a safe bet. Um, do you think Lamelo has a shot? He was bad know. tonight. I I think from what I've yeah. heard, but he he's another guy. He's going to get a lot of shots up. I mean, there's a bunch of guys who are in that kind of like going to get a lot of shots, like Anthony Edwards. Um, Killian Hayes, maybe. I lo- my guy's at Obi though. Obi Toppin, another one. Yeah, he's good. Like he's just good, and he plays for the Knicks, who are bad. So he's gonna get to shoot a lot, and he's it's a good. good combination. Yeah, for, yeah. I, I'll, I'll go with Wiseman just because I think it's a good combination of he's not on a great team. He plays with a really good player who's gonna give him open shots. Yeah, and he's good. So, um, I'll, I'll my official pick will be James Wiseman. Yeah, Wiseman interesting because he's. Simultaneous, like one of the highest floor guys, and one of the high, and maybe the singular highest ceiling in the whole draft, where he is and like, he spent, and he spent his off season working out at Christopher Columbus High School in Westchester. There you so. go, right, right down the street from Anthony Chang. <laughs> there you go. Um, defensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year. Huh. That's. I'm gonna say, man. I don't want to go with Giannis. Uh, I. I think it's Anthony Davis. Like I think it you as long as he like plays enough, like it's almost a lock. Yeah, I, I he think was Anthony so Davis. good in the final. Like I feel like people are just like there was that appreciation. Yeah. If he's not going to win MVP, like that's the perfect consolation prize for him. Yeah, even though Andre Drummond thinks he could win it, I don't think Andre Drummond's going to win it. I'm kidding. Do you think, the, do you think, the, Cavaliers, the Cavaliers keep saying and there's like reports from Cleveland saying that they they think he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year? This do you think season. Hassan could win it? No. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't, what, what team did he even wind up on? Sacramento. Sacramento, back home. 
Yeah, back back to where he started, full circle. Um, yeah, I think Anthony Davis is a good choice. I think it'll Anthony. I mean, it'll be the usuals. I, you know, I, I think Bam will be get a little more attention for that just because of what he did in the playoffs last season. Yeah. A lot of times, I feel like defensive player of the year is about like if you're good enough for to get that notoriety, you yeah. know. And I think Bam has reached that level. Um, so I think he'll get some love for that award. But uh, if if AD plays enough games, I think he'll probably get it. Yeah, yeah. AD's you, that like what you were kind of just saying. That's what I feel about AD. Is like he was, you know, the that was a big storyline in the finals was him guarding Jimmy and. Um, that, you know, that, that's, he obviously had the defensive reputation. I think he's probably won the award before, uh, not looking at the list of winners in front of me, but, but yeah, I mean, he's, uh, it like, it, it's almost a situation where you like, you watch the finals and you're like, oh, it's kind of crazy. This guy didn't win this award, but Giannis was that good, obviously. And maybe if he's just like, they're going to totally like not give him any chance to win MVP, maybe he could win defensive player of the year again. Uh, Giannis, that is. Um, never won. he's never won defensive player of the year, which is crazy. He has never. Okay, that's that is crazy. Um, yeah, it's about time for him. Uh, what about Heat guys? Just you know, obviously, you mentioned Bam as a defensive player of the year contender. We didn't mention either of them as MVP contenders. Um, do you think they're the the two guys, Bam and Jimmy? Do you, do you think they are both all NBA guys this season? Yeah, I think both of them will be. Um, you know, obviously Jimmy made it last year. Um, Bam got some votes, mm-hmm. but didn't get it. Looking back at what he did in the playoffs, which is not included in the voting because we had to vote before the playoffs, yeah. he probably should have made it. You know, looking back at, at who made it over him, I, I kind of forget off the top of my head who, who got the nod over him, but I remember thinking, Was yeah, it Gobert, maybe? Who? Was it Gobert? Yeah, I think you're right. I yeah. think it might have been Gobert, which Gobert is very good. But what Bam did in the playoffs on both ends, um, yeah, he probably deserved it. So I think he'll get it this year. He's going to be even better. Like we were saying, he could average 20-plus points a game. Um, and then Jimmy, just what he does, you know, all over the court, um, he'll get it as well. So, I, yeah, yeah I, think, I think it's a pretty safe bet. Both those guys will be all NBA, unless the Heat just are this terrible point, this yeah. season, which I don't think they will be. Yeah, I think Bam's path is obviously a little more clear. Like, do you think just Jokic and Bede are, like, Obviously, the two favorites at the center spot. That third spot is kind of up for grabs. Um, like you said, Gobert is in there. Carl Anthony Towns, if if the Timberwolves like are, end up being pretty good, um, the forward is, thing is kind of interesting. We're like, you know, Durant is back in the mix, right? And like maybe Kawhi That's plays true. more. Like it, it becomes a little more crowded there than it was last year. Um, yeah, I think both still have a really good chance to make it, but. I think last year, coming into the year, obviously I I felt more confident in Jimmy's ability to make uh, All-NBA because, you know, we Bam took that huge leap. Um, this year I, I feel the opposite, where I feel like there's a really good chance Bam makes it. I think Jimmy, it's just a little bit more crowded um, at forward. It's going to make it a little bit more challenging. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I didn't think about that. But, yeah, you know, it will be competitive. Jimmy will definitely be in the running. Um, but, yeah, I guess it will depend on – just how good Kevin Durant is. If he's as good as he looked in that first game, then maybe it'll be tough for Jimmy. Yeah. Um, all right. Who wins the East? Um, uh, we can make this two part. Like, who's the one seed and who wins it? I, I don't. I'm more interested in just who wins it. But if you yeah, have thoughts on both, I, yeah, I, I, I think Milwaukee again. 
finishes with the best regular season record just because it's so hard to play against that team yeah. in the regular season. Um, but but you know I, I can't I know I might be an overreaction because it's one game, um, but that watching Brooklyn play against Golden State and how good Kyrie and KD looked and they have a lot of good players around them yeah. as well. Um, it's hard not to go with Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn might just like obviously be like the second or third best team in the league. Yeah, I, you know, Kevin Durant is very good. Arguably the best player in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Like I think people forget about that. Like it was him and LeBron. Yeah. Um. So if if Kevin is anything close to what he was a few years ago, uh, yeah, I think they are the best team in the East, um, barring a trade by another team. So. Uh, I'll go with Brooklyn, but that's assuming you know both those guys stay healthy, which is a big question mark because they both have dealt mm-hmm. with injuries in their career. Yeah, yeah, I like um, I like Brooklyn. I think they're very good, and like like I said, it's just like I feel like people were talking about it, like the fact that there was this sleeping giant in the East, but I honestly think people underrated how good they had a chance to be. Just like as we were kind of thinking about them last year, like it's not like. It wasn't like we were sleeping on this, like, top five team. It wasn't like a just another team that was going to be in the mix. Like, if they hit, they were going to be clearly the best team in the East. He, yeah, and, he, and, 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 he and LeBron, and I guess Giannis maybe also. But really, it's he and LeBron are in their own tier, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I agree. I mean, those are the guys. I mean, not to take anything away from Giannis because he's in – amazing player, generational talent, but you saw the difference between Giannis and LeBron yeah. and KD last playoffs. Yeah. Like, KD and LeBron are two of the 15 or 20 best players of all time. Yeah. And the I only mean, other person not, I think even close to that conversation is Steph, and that team is just, they just don't have the talent. Yeah, and it, Anthony Davis could reach there if he, Yeah. at this trajectory, like if he continues to, at this pace, that like he could he could maybe reach that level. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think KD and LeBron are at their own you know at their own level. But yeah, and the East is competitive. Like the East has six, I think, clear like teams that could realistically win the conference. Maybe five if you don't count Toronto just because of the guys they lost. Yeah. But you know when you look at it, Miami, um, Philadelphia, even with Embiid and Simmons, mm-hmm. shooters Boston. around them. Boston is very good. Milwaukee obviously is very good, and then Brooklyn, and then that's not counting Toronto who mm-hmm. is still a very good team, like, four of those teams are going to get, you know, they're going to lose by the second round. Like, yeah. they're not going to make it to the third round. So, um, it's going to be really, really competitive. We saw last season how a five seed made it to the finals from the East. Yeah. And I think that could happen again this year just because of how close some of those teams are. Yeah. And the condensed schedule with teams, like, kind of rest. Like, the Heat, like, we, we kind of kept saying it. Like, the Heat weren't really a five seed, like... Because, you know, they obviously kind of tanked the last game, but yeah, like it's going to be a four seed probably, right? Like it's going to be like that in the East again, where, you know, is Kevin Durant, you know, the Nets could be the three seed because maybe they, Kevin Durant only plays 60 games because he's taking, you know, load management and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I think the five, six you mentioned, plus, yeah, I, I mentioned I like Washington. Um, uh, the Hawks, like, beat the Bulls by, like, 40 points tonight, I think. I know the Bulls are terrible, but, like, you know, the Hawks loaded up a little bit, and obviously, you know, Trey Young uh, has a chance to be, like, a top 15, top 20 guy in the league. They got John Collins, who's another, like, borderline all-star type guy. 
Um, you know, the yeah. East, there's like India. I'm not totally in on Indiana. They're kind of the team I feel like is going to fall out. Um, the Magic, as you mentioned, looked pretty good tonight. Um, but yeah, there's there's like the six you mentioned, really the five plus Toronto, who just feels like they're going to be frisky, but not really a threat to actually win the East. So you got the five that I think can win the East plus Toronto. And then I think there's you know some talented teams lower down in the league. Do you, where do you think the Heat finish? Do you have a specific like range in that top five, or do you just feel like they're, they're top five again? And it's kind of going to depend on injuries and rest and coronavirus. I, no, that's a, that, yeah, there's a lot of variables <laughs> at play. Yeah. Um, I, I think they finished third. Behind? Um, I think they behind Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Um, yeah, that sounds I, about right to me. I mean, Boston, you could argue in the regular season, maybe yeah. they finished with a better record, but I'll give the Heat the benefit of the doubt. I mean, they have continuity. Um, Boston's going to slow guys. play it probably a little bit too, right, with Kemba. Yeah, exa- that's a good point too. And yeah, I, I, I think the Heat, they finished in that third spot. That's my prediction. Yeah, that sounds. That's probably where I would put them. Third. Yeah, I think so. Um, all right, out west. Who do you like in the west? To win the to win the west, I'm gonna go with. It's kind of, I, I guess maybe a surprising pick, but I'm gonna go with the Clippers. I don't think it's that I surprising. Think, I think it's I think, like once again, and it's weird to say once again because obviously the Nuggets ended up being the runners up out west. But once again, I think it's the Lakers, Clippers. I think are in their own category in terms of like the ceiling they can reach yeah i I agree even the west is man you look at it from top to bottom it's you Mm -hmm. know so many good teams i know i like phoenix a lot i'm not sure i haven't been paying attention to this game i have on in the background but i kind of like this does phoenix have the best third best player in the league is it aiden or is it aiden or chris paul yeah, I mean that's uh like that's, that's pretty good. Big... It's like either that Drew Holiday or Kemba slash Jalen Brown. Like the, you know, the, I think a lot was made last offseason about how we've gone to big twos rather than big threes. Um, but that Phoenix threesome is that's about as good as it gets, and at least in terms of like the depth of three guys. Yeah, and they have Jay Crowder. We just we spent like five yeah. minutes talking about. Um, so yeah, I mean they're they're. They, they should make the playoffs this year. I think everyone, you know, most people expect them to make the playoffs. Portland with Dame. Yeah. Utah. They, made. Um, they should make the playoffs. Like, you know. Utah and Dallas. Denver, obviously, with Mitchell Utah. and Murray yeah, coming Utah. back. Plus their centers. Minnesota has a lot of guys. Minnesota has a lot of guys, too. You know, I don't know how good they'll be, but they have some talent. Um, the Warriors. I know they looked the, terrible last night, but they've got staff. It just feels like from top to bottom, like the entire – I mean, I guess there's a few teams that you're like, oh, probably not. But Memphis with John Morant, like, there's just the Pelicans who are probably gonna well. Be even like the the Thunder, who's everyone like is saying like that's obviously the worst team in the league. Like they still have Shea, who's like an all star, basically. <laughs> like yeah, they have a, and they have 800 draft picks. Too. I know should count for something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, I I agree. I think the Clippers and the Lakers are kind of in the class in a class of their own. Um, I'm gonna go with the Clippers this season just because. I don't know, man. At some point, LeBron has to run out of gas, I would think. Like, this is a really short offseason. He's, what, 36 years old. Um, He's played in, what, 11 of the past 12 finals, I think it is, or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with the Clippers uh, this season. Um, I'm going to say the Lakers. I'm going to be boring. Just like like I mentioned, it's a league of big twos now rather than big threes. Um, 
And I think in a lot of ways, it's kind of the Heat's secret is that they're a big two, but they've developed third. Op- you got to kind of develop your third guy now. Um, you're, you're not getting these team ups in the same way in terms of like massive um, collections of guys. Uh, and obviously the Heat have kind of done that with Goran. I guess they technically traded for Goran, but Goran, Hero, Duncan. Uh, but the Lakers just that top end talent. Like you, you, you mentioned that Davis is like the closest to being in that upper, upper, upper tier. So I'll, I'll take the team that has two of those guys. It's boring, but no, that's that's fair. I, I mean, I think you know, there are, I think they're the favorite. But I think the Clippers are my number two. Okay, like pretty obviously. I also think the Suns finish top four in the West. Wow. Uh top five. I'll say top five. No, don't let me scare you off. Come on. Because uh, I forgot I, I picked Dame to win MVP, so i got to be thinking that uh, the, the Blazers are going to be top four, or he's not going to win. I think Charles Barkley said yesterday that he thinks Portland's going to win the West. And I saw that. People so, forget they went to the Western Conference Finals two years ago. Yeah, it's With true. Myers I mean, Leonard they, going off. Yeah. Yeah, against the Warriors. Never yeah, I just think, like, like I said, there's, there's that top two with the Lakers, and then... I think in the same way that we think the East could have four or five teams all within a couple games of each other, I think the West is going to be like that from like three to seven, basically. Yeah, Dallas, year. we didn't even mention Dallas. Yeah. Jay Riches, I mean, Jay Rich is a really good pickup for them. Um, yeah. Because he could really play off of off of Luka and he gives yep. them some defense. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Dallas is, they have arguably the best offensive player in the NBA and they have a pretty good supporting cast around him with Porzingis yeah. if he's healthy. So, yeah, the West is the West is crazy. Yeah, um, but I guess you're going. So, what's your finals? It's Brooklyn Lakers. Brooklyn Lakers, and I'll pick the Lakers to win it all. But again, if Kevin Durant looks like Kevin Durant, I, I'm just not a Kyrie guy. That that's just like my anti Duke bias, pro John Wall bias, but um, pro pro round Earth belief bias. Um, but I I think the Lakers again, like it's. You know, it's hard to repeat all that stuff. They're just, they have the two best guys, and they have a better supporting cast than they did last year. I'm going to go with Brooklyn. I said it. I I buy it. And honestly, the Brooklyn pick feels like when we did that Lakers pick last year. I know it wasn't like a totally off-the-wall pick, but I feel like people were not necessarily picking the Lakers last year. They thought it was going to take a year. Um, the Nets kind of feel like that, where I think people are like, oh, they, you know, they're building something, but like when you got two guys like that, and Kyrie for for all of his flaws is a great finals player. You know he's he's had his ups and downs in the postseason with, with Boston specifically, um, but I mean if you get those two in the finals, like if you're ranking like the the ten guys you would most like to have in the finals, like you would probably you would have LeBron one, KD two, and you know. AD and Kyrie would be somewhere in that next, yeah. like, three to eight, probably. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I you know, I, I don't think we're going, I don't think these are shocking picks, but I think Brooklyn is something, you know, like you said, it's a little bit a little bit different just because, yeah, you're right. I think a lot of people are picking the Lakers and um, even the Clippers to a certain extent. Yeah. Like, I'll say, I've heard some people saying, like, they think the Lakers are, like, the clear favorite. I, I don't yeah. buy that. Well, because I think it's a lot of that's because of the offseason moves. Getting yeah. Harrell, getting Schroeder, Schroeder, like those are two. I mean, yeah. Two guys who could have won six man last year. Yep. And you add them to this roster. 
Um, so they got better, you yeah. know, technically. But, again, I just, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like at some point we can't expect LeBron to be LeBron forever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I just wonder if this is the year. But maybe I'll be, maybe he'll keep proving us all wrong, just like Tom Brady's been, you know, yep. done for the past seven years. So. All right, last one. Uh, where does James Harden wind up? Um, I think he winds up in Philadelphia. I think so, but I honestly have no idea at this point. It's such a yeah, mess. I, like, it's not even fun to talk about. It's, like, depressing and just, like, bad. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I think Philadelphia makes sense I just think Philadelphia, if, if Philadelphia, another 1-0, but if they start off, you know, eh, just same old, same old, you know, 12-10 and 10 or something like that, I, I could see them. I know they said they're not trading Ben Simmons, but if they wanted to get Harden, they could do it just by giving up Ben Simmons. They jump up a huge tier, I think, swapping Simmons from Harden. Yeah, like, do you think they compete with Brooklyn? Yeah, basically, right? Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, think. Harden, like, we, I, we, I keep mentioning the LeBron KD tier, but Harden is one of the next guys who, like, I know he hasn't had the playoff success, obviously, that those two guys have had, but, like, when you talk about, like, no doubt, first ballot, Hall of Famers, top 50 guys of all time, like, Harden is in that realm. And yeah, there's it, obviously it not like a whole lot. Of, and and in his prime. Yeah. And, and it seems to say he would fit well with Embiid. Like, just much better fit Yeah, than Simmons and Embiid. So, um, yeah, I, I think I just think that trade, if it happens, would just make sense for both sides. Like, Ben Simmons getting a change of scenery, yeah. getting his own team, and Houston, you know... I mean, Philly changing it up a little bit yeah. and bringing a guy maybe who fits in better with Embiid. You know, there's the, the connection with Maury in Philadelphia now. It feels like um, it's maybe, like, what Houston's waiting on at this point, basically. Like, they are just they just know that that, you know, you don't want to say yes to the, like, Brooklyn package smorgasbord of decent, the Island of Misfit Toys in, in the Christmas spirit. Um, or, you know, the Heat's package, potentially, yeah. of... You know, obviously Hero's a pretty good centerpiece or whatever, but, um, you know, it's it's not the same as Ben Simmons. And that's what you want to get for a guy like Harden. Yeah, I, I, I think, that's why I just think I, if they wanted to really get him, if they really wanted to get him, they could get him. Yeah. So I think at some point that's where he'll end, he'll end up. Yeah. All right, uh, let's wrap up there. Then we are running really long, which I expected for our season preview episode. Um, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Uh, you'll be in person for a real NBA game that counts on Friday. That'll be interesting. It's been over nine months, which yeah. is crazy. Um, it was weird enough covering a preseason, pre-season? game yeah. in an empty arena. So I'm sure Christmas will be even more weird covering a, you know, a showcase Christmas day game in an empty American airlines arena. But, um, yeah, life, that's life these days. You can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. Um, I'm going on vacation for the first time in a while. So I'm pretty excited about that, but, um, I'll, I'll be hanging around on the heat beat a little bit as well. Um, so thanks as always for listening everyone. And we will uh, talk to you next week.